the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know what you're trying to say, baby. You're trying to say, oh, yeah, it's business time. Joining me now, Dr. Jeff Rosen. He's a PhD type of doctor. How are you, Mr. Rosen? I'm pretty good over yourself. I'm well. You got a PhD in economics, is that correct? That is correct. What did you have to write a big paper about? What was your big <laughs> statement, per se? Uh, my dissertation was actually on um, international uh, emerging market type stuff. I was looking at uh, portfolios of migrant workers in Pakistan. <laughs> what did you learn? Can you give me a takeaway? Uh, I learned that uh, if you were able to leave Pakistan and migrate to a different country, that your family ex- would uh, invest in more risky assets than uh, if you were in a rural community and just migrated to a city. Fascinating stuff. Did you actually get to go to Pakistan? No, no. Yeah. I used uh, time series data that was uh, freely available, and uh, it was interesting. I, I learned a lot. I've got a friend who's writing a thesis right now for a PhD, and uh, data is expensive. The fact that you got free data, that's good for you. Yeah, it's and it's difficult for emerging market stuff because you know, really I, I wanted a time series data set, which meant that I needed people to go out and survey uh, these families more than once, you know, over, over a period of time. And generally, you only get, you know, one or two uh, data points. And this had a data set of about six or seven years. I, I don't remember exactly, but it, but it was nice. It was also interesting that, um, you know, just on, uh, you know, more of a political science type view. Uh, hearing about how they had to interview some of these rural families, they were doing it in, uh, in the area of Pakistan, where the tribal leaders are pretty ingrained. And uh, you know, you're reading reports that you know some of the data ended early because the tribal leaders thought that they were learning too much and uh, forced them out at gunpoint. So, you know, it's it's kind of an interesting uh, aspect. Interesting. Um, let's get back to our world per se. Did you uh, see today that ECB uh, Mario Draghi got attacked? Uh, you know, someone jumped up on stage and threw glitter on him. Yeah, it was a uh, very interesting, uh, you know, plot on CNBC this morning. What was to me what I what I take away from it is like we live in interesting times when economists and heads of banking figures become kind of like the bad guys. 
and that the youth, you know, interrupt conferences, press conferences, uh, with, you know, a display of we're unhappy. Uh, is this a reflection of how bad it is out there for the youth of the world? You know, it sort of is, especially in Europe where, you know, the, the way the hirings and firings are, it's much more difficult to get get uh, to fire somebody. So if you're a younger person, the labor market just isn't as accommodating for you because there's a lot of older workers that, you know, may or may not be productive anymore, but they're still on payroll because they know that they can't get, you know, fired. Uh, it's not to say that that's necessarily a terrible thing, but, you know, if you look at the way new hires are made, they're not put on the same type of program. So the pension system for the younger are much uh, worse situation than the older. You know, youth unemployment is a lot higher because of it, because they're the ones that can be gotten rid of if there's an economic downturn. You know, the, the protest against Draghi today, you know, it reminds me a lot of, you know, the Occupy Wall Street type stuff that we had in the U.S. And I remember um, when the big annual economic meetings were in Chicago uh, a few years ago, there were Occupy Wall Street protests outside the um, American Economic Association. And, you know, these are academics. You know, they're, they're not really policymakers. They try to influence policy, but they're, they're not policy. There is no... You know, at the time Bernanke didn't come on, come to the meetings to explain monetary policy or to make policy. So, you know, you, you have these impacts where you don't know who to talk to. You need to be, you know, seen, and it makes a good place to go, you know, if that's your goal. Taking a look at some of the other issues right now in the economy um, in the United States, uh, I saw con- – Consumers are spending a bit more in the month of March. Is it enough? Uh, do we want more? Do we want more savings? Where are the consumers coming down, Dr. Jeff? It's not enough, not in my opinion anyways. You saw you know, significant weakness in February. You saw weakness in January. Uh, you know, at the time, you were beginning you know, weather-related concerns are saying that, oh, you know, the, the slowdown that we saw is just because people can't go to the stores. If that was the case, you would have expected to see a much bigger increase in spending in March than we actually saw. Core sales were up 0.4%. Core, I mean, uh, you strip out the auto sector, you strip strip out gasoline, and you strip out building materials, which tend to uh, all also get accounted for in GDP in investments. Uh, So if you look at just core, it was only up 0.4%, which is a little bit higher than what aggregate incomes were, according to the employment report, that was only up 0.1%. But we've been seeing such growth in income, you know, not at what I would like to see, but it's still positive, and such weakness in consumption that you're seeing a move to higher savings rates. And if that was just a temporary problem because of weather, then you would expect it to see, you know, a big increase in spending come out in March, and that didn't happen. You know, you'll have a downturn in savings rate, but not enough to pull the savings rate back to what we saw in 2014. You know, basically all we're doing is, you know, looks like we had one good month out of three. Uh, I'll see where we go next month, but it, it doesn't leave me feeling that everything is hunky-dory, that everything in the spending department and in the consumer sector is where it needs to be. Taking a look at credit, I saw a story out today that one-third of millennials have never owned a credit card. They 
tough job market, a lot of college loan debt, bad economy at one point in time that they saw the stock market get crushed. Um, let's talk a little credit. Are we using enough of it? Uh, businesses and consumers, talk, give, give me a little education on credit. Yeah, I don't, I don't look at the absolute number. You know, the absolute number has been increasing considerably. If you look at the uh, consumer credit data uh, that came out last week, I, mean, I think we've grown by over uh, $10 billion each month for, wow, it was like 20 months or something like that uh, consecutively. You know, that looks okay, but what I care more about is the you know, liability, you know, the, the asset-to-debt ratios, the income-to-debt ratios. And if you look at those numbers, we're seeing that debt isn't high enough considering how valued assets are worth. So you could can take out more debt, meaning you could spend higher, you could uh, forego savings, and you could, you know, grow faster. But consumers are not choosing to do that. And I don't know if that's because uh, banks are tightening credit and you can't get credit, or if consumers don't desire credit. But what I can tell you is that consumers are definitely wanting savings over spending, which is reducing potential economic growth. Uh, it's you know spending of of someone's income spending is is somebody else's income and you got to look at it like that and loss of spending or reduced spending reduces overall income growth what else are you working on dr jeff rose an economist at briefing.com that you want to make us aware of and today's industrial production numbers were a little bit mixed uh if you look at the headline the headlines seem bad a lot of it came because the weather turned to normal conditions, which meant that people didn't need to uh, utilize heating and cooling necessarily for their house. But if you look at the manufacturing sector, uh, it's still you know, soft at, at best. I mean, you had a, a small gain in overall manufacturing production, which was the first time that we've had that since November, which is good. However, all of that gain came from the motor vehicle industry after a big pullback in auto production last month we had a rebound in march and, and that made up for the entire gain uh... today's new york empire manufacturing number kind of supports that you know, you're seeing lackluster uh... growth you know things just are not as strong as they should be things are weakening um, at best you know, and and this is not an economy that is expected to just drive out to 5% growth in the second quarter based on what the trends were in the, in the first quarter. You know, it's why we saw the, um, the IMF reduce their U.S. forecast for 2015. You know, they don't expect that the first quarter slowdown was completely weather-related, which would mean that you know, everything that we lost this quarter will be gained next. It's just a weak situation. Thanks very much. That's Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist with Briefing.com. You can find him online at Briefing.com. I post a copy of the interviews that I do with Briefing.com at my Facebook page, Cron4 Rob Black. That's K-R-O-N 4 Rob Black. Um, I tweet it out as well if you want to go to Rob Black's show, as well as I do put it uh, sometimes uh, in other sources of media as well. So you can find me online at RobBlack.com. You can find them at Briefing.com. Um, I think it's a great resource. Um, I start my day every day with a page one. Um, Dr. Jeff Rosen writes an article under the Economic Perspective, Economic Insight. And it's pretty hardcore stuff, but he does a great job of putting it into digestible nuggets, um, whether it be the Credit Managers Index, 
uh, or other reports that come out trying to give you some perspective and forecasting models, I think is very, very helpful. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.